All right. Welcome to the December year end <laughs> episode, part one. <laughs> Longest year ever. Podcast. Really has been. Yes. We I wonder are... how many podcasts were started during uh, during like quarantine and the pandemic. <laughs> That would be an interesting, interesting fact to know because I bet it's a lot. I bet it. I bet it's a lot. I actually thought it would be easier for us to record, uh, and it seemed that way at the beginning, but it's gotten harder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it has. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Well, it's been Uh, weird because, like, you, like a lot of folks, including Stacy, are working at home. Yeah. And I am still not. And so, yeah, that's true. It's it's kind of weird. It's weird. That it's is a weird, weird. World. And I think too, like working from home, like when I'm kind of done, like, uh, you know, like on a computer or something, it's like I'm just, like, I I just want to like shut it all down. Do you know what I mean? Right. So yes, <laughs> yes. When the office is also home, it's like, where do you go home to? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's been very strange, um, but but you know, hey, you know, we're, we're we're powering through, to say the least. Yeah, seems like we got some. Everybody gets a shot sooner than later now. Yeah, maybe. it sounds like it. So seems good. Yeah, it seems like a positive thing. Yeah. Um. So I think uh, I think today because it's been a minute, but um, yep. I think we. Um, our goal today is to uh, kind of go through our uh, our favorite top favorite records of the year, ten each, right? Uh, I think that's what we said. Yeah, we said ten. Now, anybody <laughs> listening may may go, "Ugh, that's twenty records." But I think we're yeah. going to have a lot of the same ones. It's true. I think I think I have when I was counting when I, or when I was stacking up today to look at them because I usually have them like right in front of me. Uh, I was like. Yeah, probably gonna have that one in common, and that one in common, <laughs> and that one in common. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll we definitely not, see. We haven't told each other. Uh, Correct. We haven't told each other, and uh, so we'll be switching up our. I am not. I am not a. Um, <laughs> I yeah right. I am not a. Uh, personally speaking, I don't do well with saying this is like the number one and the number right. two. I can't differentiate right. between. Uh, if a record is eighth versus third, do you know what I mean? No way. So. No way. <laughs> no way. So no these how. are ten a piece, but they're not like uh, they—they're not—they're um, not ranked. You know these guys that make their living like ranking things, like sports Oof. and teams and athletes and stuff. Like Oof. I would just—I would stress me out, like trying to think every day, like having to choose. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like you know maybe with sports it's. E- I don't know. With some things, maybe you can quantify it through like stats of some sort. But like music, music. What are you gonna? I mean, what are you gonna do? Like, I don't some know. This record was the loudest record. <laughs> I mean, some people I don't go know. through and I think, and they look at their like plays. Do you know what I mean? To right. See what they listen to the most. But um, right. But I don't think that works for you and I because we, you know, are listening nope. uh, via record and also. Um, we just buy too much to, you know, there's no way to 
keep it all in track. So right, or to like, keep track of it. Right. Yeah, because if I went by like play like streamed plays, I would probably come <laughs> out with like Carly Rae Jepsen or something. <laughs> It'd probably be all like Ozzy what songs, is that? You know what I mean? Like... Right, right. It'll be like all one record. I could, I could tell you exactly which record it would be because it's like the record he went to sleep to the most probably the yeah, last that's year. It. So it's that's like it. that's the one. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's go one. Let's go back and forth. And okay. I'm, I'm going to be a jerk and make you start. That's fair. Um, and again, if we have one yes. in common, we'll both comment on it. How does that sound? Okay, sounds great. Yeah. Uh, I will. I will come out heavy hitting. Um, I think this one is probably going to be on both of our lists, and it's also going to be on a lot of people's lists. Uh, Fiona Apple's "Fetch the Bolt Cutters," um, her uh, new record after a little bit of a break or a long break from uh, recording. Um, I listened to it again today, uh, kind of gearing up for this. Um, it is, it's real good. <laughs> it's, uh, I think we talked about it before when it came out. Um, still holds up. It is still, you know, I, I think if you like Fiona Apple, I think I said this before, I think if you like Fiona Apple, you're going to like it. Although I have a coworker who, Loves Fiona Apple, but did not love this record, which I was well, like... there's always one of those people. I was like, what What was it that you didn't like? And he was like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, I just don't have a bunch of songs that I would like repeat listen to. And I was like, yeah, okay. Okay. I was like, I guess, I guess so. I feel like it's like one of those records you put on and you, you almost need to let it just go all the way through. Like you need yeah. to listen to the whole shot because it makes sense that way. And if you didn't, it might not make sense, but so interesting fact, it is not yep. on my list. Oh, there you go. And the reason why is because when it first came out and this is why I don't like surprise records when it right. first came out, I listened to it a lot. Right. And then it was like, I had to wait for the LP <laughs> And oh, I haven't yeah. even opened the LP for it. I haven't even opened really? it. Really? I looked at it the other day and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I'm i trying to get into a better <laughs> system of like, as soon as something comes in, right. I like put it in Discogs and then I file it away because I've got a bad habit of letting them just lay around. And I'm like, no, right. this is like what I need to listen to because it just came. And like now my... I would say I'm buying a lot less records now than I did, but like kind of right. when everything was like just in a haze, I was just like, right. and it seemed like everybody yeah. and their brother was putting stuff out. And I think that came in a week where like probably I got five other records, you know what I mean? Yep. And I set yep. them. And what I did is like, I was like, I'm going to be really good. I'm going to file these away. And what I have to do is figure out like, what's my listening trigger. You know what I mean? Because right. When you've got 2,000 records, which is about what I have, how do I right. remember? You know what I mean? And so yep. what I actually think is interesting about this conversation is in a year where there was no live music and a lot of people pushed their new releases to the yep. next year, like there, wa there weren't those things that kept putting those releases back in our faces. And so yep. for me, a lot of stuff just came and went and hers is right there. But it's so funny. I was telling them the other day, I was like, I was like going through my discogs and I was like, huh, 
I forgot I had these two Fiona Apple records. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, <laughs> I gotta get these get these out and listen to them. So it's embarrassing right. to say that. Did you get the like, uh, reissue of the other one? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Win the Pawn reissue. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have every intent to every yeah. intent when I got them to listen to them. It's just uh, I just I didn't do it, and uh, so that that's I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't make my list, but. When it first came out and it was like available to stream, like kind of wore it out, you know, listening to right. it there. So, right. So it's a good one. It's worthy. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So my first one is going to be, I don't think you'll have this one. This one's okay. kind of odd. I've kind of got some oddballs in mind. Then I've got some real like kind of duh ones right yeah. there. Yep. Um, the, uh, so it's Roy. Do you say Ayers or Ayers? I say Ayers. Ayers. But, but we're I'm from both Georgia. We, we've said this a million times. You got Georgia and Alabamian trying to pronounce names. Roy Ayers. So Roy Ayers, whatever. Um, yeah. So his album JID002, Jazz okay. is Dead, I think is what that stands for. Yes. So it's actually Roy Ayers, Adrian Young, and Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Yes. Um, and they had an album called Jazz is Dead that came out this year. And I saw it was a Bandcamp buy. You know what I mean? Like I yep. saw it pop up on a Bandcamp Friday and I ordered the LP. And um, I have been listening to it a lot lately, especially awesome. for some reason. And um, I've been over there, a... group. Um, like Midnight something? Am I, no, am I crazy? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Because they had a band together, right? They may have, yes. And it was, sure. just, it, was, it was like just the two of them. And then like, I think they were like going to go on tour and then COVID happened. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. But it's, um, uh, yeah, it's just a great jazz record. And yep. I've been on kind of like a Roy, a Roy kick, so to speak. Yeah. Like, kind of going back through a lot of the old ubiquity stuff and yep. um the red black and green record and stuff like that so yep. when this one popped up i was like great and bought it and if you kind of like a kind of soulful you know uh jazzy type record kind of modern um this one's great the song soulful and unique is a a great track from that one so uh, yeah nice there you go nice um i guess in that vain uh i listened to this one a lot and probably posted about it a lot but uh ghost funk orchestras and ode to escapism um which is on karma chief aka coal mine records yep. um which is owned by plaid room records yep. um uh, this is their ghost funk orchestra's second record and uh it is ridiculously good. Um, it is, you know, soul R and B, like old school kind of spooky vibe thing happening. Sort of like I don't know if uh, you have listened. Do you have this record? I don't. Okay. Did you listen to it at all? I don't think I did. Okay. Um, it is, uh, there's a group called bad, bad, not good out yes. of Canada. Have a, it's, I have a lot of their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, sort of in that they, they kind of ride similar lines, except 
um, I'd say Ghost Funk Orchestra even goes like a little further into more orchestrated things. But um, super good. It sounds really great, as always. Uh, the Coal Mine Records crew puts out a really great... I mean, it looks great. It feels great. Yeah. You know, uh, they put out a bunch of different color versions of it for the, for the stores and things like that. I think I got the, I think it's like a blue and black, uh, nice translucent swirly guy. That was like the nice. indie store exclusive, but, uh, it is one of, if I had to rank, you know, if I, ha- if I had to go in and be like, this is number one, number two, whatever, that's gotta be up at the top somewhere. It's really good. Yeah. Is it too early to have an honorable mention? <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely not. Well, because that record reminded me of one that I should have put on my list. Yes, and I know you, which one it is. <laughs> Black Market Brass. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Undying Thirst. Yes. Is that one on your list? Uh, I took it off because I, yeah. you know why? Because I why? actually, I was like, did that come out this year or last year it came out this year <laughs> but that was like it did come out this year yeah yes. so it's uh black market brass undying thirst um yes i i don't know how to explain that record except for like if you like 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 jazz fusion rock like on cocaine i mean it just yeah. comes at you and uh but it's not like um it's not like freestyle jazz where you just kind of get like you don't know what's going on like it's it's very much um uh it's a roller coaster but you can hang in there pretty well but that one is uh in your face and i had forgotten about that one too you just mentioned uh coal yeah. mine so so yeah, yeah they have uh, an honorable mention one 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 out of ten in <laughs> right that uh and if anybody out there who may listen to this if you have not checked out the coal mine records world it is top notch. Like yep. I don't know where they find all these bands, but good lord, they're uh, they're doing either. it right. <laughs> the Devin Lamar Trio record is coming out next year is going to be great. Um, yep. You can pre-order it. I think on Bandcamp now. And yeah, uh, just the first song. I was like, oh man, if this whole record is like this, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, when you told me about that, I literally heard. 22 seconds i think I yeah like, yep. it doesn't take long i was like oh this Done. is perfect and um again I, I to your point i don't know where they find these great bands but um <laughs> but if you're ever in loveland ohio it's just north of cincinnati and you gotta stop by plaid room it's one of my favorite stores that i can ever make make my way to it they just always have so much good stuff yeah so much good stuff um okay i've got one that i think we'll both have okay uh, and again, it's uh, with the pronunciations. Um, Koriki? Yep. Koriki? 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 Salt titled album. Uh, yep. Ian Mackay um, from Fugazi. And Joe's in that too, right? Yep. Joe Lally um, and uh, yep. Amanda, and, uh, or Amy Farina, rather. Amy Farina, yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, if you like for guys you'll love this record i mean it really is that simple um when it was announced earlier this year uh i was so excited and the idea this kind of plays back to i'll probably repeat this statement a lot but the idea that they probably would have toured and it probably would have been amazing and right that didn't happen this year um highly disappointed by that um but it's 
if, if, if you don't know how to spell it, it's C-O-R-I-K-Y. And yep. again, if you're a fan of any any DC era indie rock Fugazi esque stuff, it, it'll 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 be perfect. Yep. Uh, I also have that on the list. Uh, it is um, very reminiscent to me. There's a, there's a few moments that are very reminiscent of like the argument era. Yeah. Uh, Fugazi to be very specific about it, but um, yeah, it is, it's everything you want from that area. Those folks, all that, like it is, you're like, yep, that's, that's real nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, Ko Koriki. Koriki. <laughs> uh, okay, you go. See. Let's see. Let's see. Sort of a, a left fielder for me. Um, I, again with the pronunciation. Here we go. Uh, this is group Apifera. Um, A P I F E R A. The record is called Overstand. It's on Stone's Throw. Um, oh, it nice. is a trio. I guess technically that is incorrect. It is four folks. Um, they're <laughs> all. Coro. It is. It is a quartet, not a it's, trio. And not, mom, that ain't a trio. It's a four o. That's a four o. Um, <laughs> it is sort of jazzy, sort of electronic, um, all killer, no filler. Uh, it is real wacky in the sense of like. It's not something that you would normally like. Stone's Throw has some jazzy things and all that, but it definitely tends more in the hip hop vein. And there, yeah. this is definitely leaning on that, but it is definitely like jazzy. Like there's flutes and vibes, and it would it would not not be a surprise if Roy Ayers, you know, showed up uh, around them at some point. Uh, but uh, it's really great. Um, it's like a record you put on and you don't, this always sounds like a backhanded compliment. It's like, you don't even like realize it's there, yeah. but it's like, it's like just doing its thing. And you're like, yeah. after you're, after it's done, you're like, I feel better for having had that on. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's really, it's really great. It was sort of a, it, it, you know, like we talk about from time to time, you just see something come up and you're like, Hmm, that looks interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I just, checked it out on uh i think it was a Bandcamp thing i think i saw nice. it and i was like hey uh you know what let me let me check that out and then sure enough boom there it was i need to check that out because i i love the stone stir stuff i uh, i bought several things from uh knowledge um which is yep. K- knx not kno um yep. knowledge which is more of the kind of hip-hop uh beat driven stuff that you were mentioning and that guy puts out like an EP a month. It's ridiculous. But, um, but, um, I've, I've always, I mean, Stone Star goes back to the Jay Dilla days. So it's kind of, uh, kind of no, but also too, I don't know if you saw this today or not, but, um, not really Stone Throw, but kind of Stone Throw. But Madlib and Fortet are announcing yes. a new album, which the song on that uh, Ooh, I listened today was really, really great. And I couldn't find anywhere to pre order like an LP or whatever. But uh, yeah. I imagine that will come soon. But um, yeah, you can't really go wrong with Madlib and Fortet on an no. album together. Huge, uh, huge fan of Fortet. Yeah. Kieran is pretty, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And he has those two new songs out today or came out with, uh, 
Burial and Tom York, which are really great. I like the second yeah. song the best. It was kind of creepy, but um, yeah, yeah, again, yeah, that, like squeezing it in there at the end of the year. So right. Um. Okay, here's one. Let's see if I got one here. That here's one I don't think that you'll have. Um, gotcha. Alphabet Land by X. Oh. No, and I've thought about getting this record like 800 times and not pulled the trigger. <laughs> if you like X, it's like it's perfect. I mean, right. I, I know I just said that about uh, my other pick, but um, like right in the same vein. I don't know how many years it's been since they put a record out, but yeah. um, but they just jumped right back into it. I think one of the dudes now is like in his 70s. Do you know what I mean? Like the guitar yeah. player or something. But um, it's just a great like. Uh, it's like 30 minutes, you know, you know, 10 to 15 songs, just starts and stops. And it's great. When it was announced, I was like, holy cow. And they had all these different like colored versions or whatever. A yeah. friend of mine told me, he was like, I jumped out of the shower to go <laughs> to like run downstairs, <laughs> like go down and order a copy before they were all gone. Cause they went so fast. But, um, yeah, I, I love throwing X songs into DJ sets, uh, especially some nice. of the old classic songs. And so. I was excited to get this one, and it's it's been a fun listen throughout throughout the year. You know, you don't get many of those like, you know, when a band's kind of like on the punk side of things, and they've been around for this many years, they tend to not be too punky. You know, like right. uh, when new stuff comes out, and they just jumped right back into it with their original sound, and it's awesome. So nice, yeah, nice. Um... Continuing on the, I don't think that you have this train. Uh, yeah. Um, I've listened to this probably four times in the last two days. Uh, it's uh, Out to Get You Live 1977, Cheap Trick, um, which is uh, unreleased material that they recorded in 77 at a show at the Whiskey a Go-Go in L.A., while they were recording uh, In Color, which is a second record. Um, and it is one of the best live, like it's a soundboard recording. They did like two shows on uh, two separate nights. Um, so four shows total. And yeah. this is like the best takes of each song um, from both nights. So it's like a double LP. Um, and it is basically, it is for anybody who ever doubted that they were actually a rock and roll band and not like <laughs> a pop band. Like yeah. this is the, this is the absolute proof. Like if you, if somebody was like, Oh, two trick, just a pop band. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they recorded records in a, or were recorded in a way that made them that. Yes. But in actuality, they were like a loud, very loud rock and roll band and this is the proof of it because it's like the songs that you know from in color that are like kind of like glossed up just enough to be like trying to be super accessible it's like you stripped all that away and just like here it is like this is us on 10 and um it is super good a lot of them because they were still recording them are not uh they're not like you can tell they're not totally finished yet so like some of the endings and stuff aren't completely there but then stranger there's songs in the set that 
wouldn't show up until, you know, three and four records later. Like they were playing those songs like, you know, way back. So yeah, yeah. it's interesting to interesting to see it and hear it. Um, yeah, that's great. I've always it was a record, like, record store day. Uh, yeah, Bye. I was going to ask about record store. I always felt like bands in the 70s that could tour, you know, like it wasn't not that it was easy to tour, but like that's kind of all you did. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right. And then you would take forever in the studio, but then you would just tour for like three years straight or whatever. And it always right. made me wonder if like some of their records were just that much better because they knew the song so well before they went into the studio. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Cause they've been, they've been tweaking them as they, as they, as they went along, you know? So yeah, it's very interesting. The liner notes are written by Bunny, which is the drummer. And he was saying that, like, I guess originally they were going to release this as like a live record. And uh, they played the now famous Budokan concert and like that came out so great. And then the like ball on that got rolling. Yeah. And the label was like, so we're not going to put that out. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to put this other thing out. And they're like, okay. So he's like, we basically just sat on this for the last, you know, 35 years or whatever. Yep. And like 40 years. And, uh, here you go. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> here it is. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it sounds great. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it ex- also explains why you're constantly texting me, asking me if I have any cheap trick for sale. <laughs> yeah. It totally reminded me. I was like, I only have these on like CD, like, <laughs> Which is great. They will like. They will be like a, No, no. I've already found them. So. What, what's your back out in the world? They'll be right. Uh, they'll, they'll be right. there available. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're there. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a goodie. I mean, I'm partial because I love that band. But uh, that's one of those that can make you uh, make you a believer. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The I'm trying to decide if I want to pick one that I assume we have or. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with this one because I've, I've got one related to this record, and yep. I'll spread it out a little bit. But right, um, Chicago Underground Quartet's "Good Ooh. Days" record. Yep. yep. Um, another great jazz record this year that came out. Uh, I got it on Bandcamp, and I mean, I'm looking at my list. It's very interesting. It's like half jazz, like half rock. It's very, <laughs> yes. like, I feel like I'm turning like a weird corner, like in my forties. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm like, <laughs> where I'm like buying, you know, like, but a lot of the rock stuff is like, there's, you know, well, there's a couple bands here that are new, but I mean, even the ones right. I mentioned are related to, you know, sort of things I've listened to in the past. It's like, it's been a minute maybe since I found yep. like this really, a really, really great rock band. Although I do think I have one of those on my list, but, but anyway, back to Chicago underground quartet. Um, yeah. I mean, just a great jazz record. Uh, Jeff Parker plays on it. Um, yep. it it's an, an, again, it's like another one of those records kind of what you were mentioning earlier. Like you can put it on, and um and and you know and just play it in the background and really really enjoy it um and it's kind of hard to explain i'm I'm, you know um well except for that you know the people that play on it i guess i could explain that a little bit uh is rob mazarek uh jeff parker chad taylor and josh johnson so i mean cream of the crop when it comes to yes you know chicago uh musicians and 
um, any fan of Tortoise um, or anything Rob's ever done, which is a million things, um, and Chad as well, like, you know, you just really can't go wrong. It just seems so interesting that these records kind of fly under the radar. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I haven't, you don't hear about them that much. I hear about them a lot through like Bandcamp, but Bandcamp does such a great job of sort of curating and highlighting records of this nature that I feel like don't really get like, where do you market this record to? Like, right. You know, you may get like a pitchfork mention or something, you know, just based on the, the pedigree of people playing and and their history with bands that they've reviewed. But, um, you know, uh, you just don't hear about it a lot, but I'm excited. There's a song, especially Batida is like one of my yep. favorites. And um, I'm looking forward to someday, 2022, I guess, being maybe <laughs> being able to DJ again and, and throw that into a set because it's kind of a great funky little jazz jam. So. Yep. Uh, we do both have that. Um, oh, you I, have it on yours? Uh, I was, I was, it was my, I guess that should be my honorable mention or, or one go. of them. There's my first one. Uh, Good. Yeah, it uh, it was. It, it's crazy how like, and I depending on where we go, I'll have some other mentions of this. But the uh, international anthem recording company, yeah. all that yeah. that world, which is tangentially related to uh, Chicago Underground Quartet, but um, I feel like. You're absolutely right. Like the the Bandcamp world is where that I feel like because other than it, it would be the kind of these would be the kind of records that you would talk about with the guys that work at the record stop record store. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. that kind of thing. Like that's where you would hear about it, but you don't really have that right now. So you have Bandcamp. <laughs> yep, that's true. That's <laughs> Which totally is what true. I feel like it. I feel like it's kind of taking that you know that uh that niche over and uh yeah. you're right they just they are really good at uh telling the world about records that probably there's a good portion of the world that wouldn't they wouldn't ever hear it otherwise right so well and it's also great it's a, such a great medium for music nuts like us because let's say you buy you know a um let's say you bought a Jeff Parker record through international anthem Bandcamp page. Well, every time they are going to put something new out, you get a notification from international anthem. And it's like, Oh, cool. I'll check that out. You know? And oftentimes your Bandcamp will say, here's a new release from this label who brought you this record. And you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that record. And I need to check out this new, you know, this whole new thing that they're doing. And so I think that helps kind of, it's almost like a built-in mailing list that just signs you up, you know, without having to go through, every single label website and figure it out. So um, lots of, lots of good thing for artists there. If you were, uh, you know, if you're a musician and could build a good platform there um, and obviously they've done great things. We've had multiple episodes about, you know, their uh, Bandcamp Fridays and, and uh, letting right. artists keep the full revenue share there. So I'm actually not surprised going through my list now. Some of these that are like, oh, yeah, I found out these, all these on Bandcamp. <laughs> right. I, you know, I right. couldn't go to the record store. So a lot of my purchases were Bandcamp. So yep. I guess that makes sense. So, yep. Cool. Um, speaking of uh, found in, in Bandcamp town, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't have a an African record on here somewhere because it was such a part of all the stuff that I've been listening to this year. But um 
the Dancing Devils of Djibouti group nice. uh, by a group RTD uh, came out on Ostinato Records. Um, they are, I talked about this when it came out, but um, it's a large ensemble of players in Ethiopia. The uh, musicians are basically like, basically these cats are employed by the government um and so it's like a nationalized thing so like they usually only get to play like certain songs and kinds of music and they have to go out and like if the president was going somewhere then they would have to go and do play for him or whatever um but they you know on the after hours world they play all this other stuff and uh ostinato was able to get in there and get them into a studio and uh, record them doing the other stuff that they do um, and cleared it through the government and all that, which I'm not sure how that works now because I think Ethiopia is in like the middle of like a crazy civil war. So I don't know what's happening, but uh, they uh, got this out and released. It's like a double LP. It's 40, uh, 45 RPM, like super heavyweight vinyl, super beautiful record. Um, and it's just great. It's like, it's like a great jazzy journey through uh, through the Ethiopian jazz lens. So, um, I need yeah. to check that one out for sure. It's a lot of fun. Okay, so I was saying jazz and rock. So here's yep. here's one. Here's the here's just the in the face. <laughs> Where's this band been my whole life? Even though right. we've had other records, and I just now figured it out. But uh, Idols Ultramano. Yep. Um, I that's probably second of my most listened. Uh, maybe second or goodie. third. Um, it's just the one, two, the first three songs just kind of like <laughs> they're just yep. so in your face. Well, the first song is just I've already, I talked about this on another episode, but the first song just feels like Jesus Lizard coming at you. And then yep. the second song is like this weird hip hop beat to it. And then the third song, you're kind of back in the sort of aggressive kind of um, kind of sounding things, I think, if I remember correctly, or maybe the fourth song. But yep. those first three or four songs just take you on a on a journey and uh uk based like seem like older dudes right like you know it's not like uh they've been around for a bit yeah 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 and uh you know like they're at the stage where like they're wearing suits and their press photos you know what i mean so it's like although like the nick cave part of their uh have you have you checked out their like their their live performance no have you seen any of that it is it is not i it is and it isn't what you would expect. I will say yeah. that. Like, right, well, don't tell me anything about it because I don't want to know. I it's a, be, it's a, I want to be completely surprised yes. in person. Like I want to go see him, and I just right. want to be like either insanely disappointed or insanely <laughs> blown away. <laughs> I think you you'll be insanely blown away, but it's yeah, just like the 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 presentation of it will be like, wow. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cheat myself on that. Um, right. But um. But yes, they're, um, if you're looking for uh, something a little um, uh, aggressive to play, to burn yes. off some uh, steam this year with uh, everything that's gone on and all the reasons why yes. you need to do that, yes. um, Ultramano by Idols is, the, is, um, is a wonderful record to do that with. Yep, aggressive and political for sure. Uh, right. That one was 
it's in definitely in my the stack uh, that I thought we would both have records. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I bet we're both going to have this one. So, yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, so I guess I'll go this way. Another Bandcamp land. Um, we may both have this one as well. Uh, Sue. S A U L T. Yes. We talked about I, it ten so million times. We have talked about it ten million times, and I had it on my list, and I had something sneak in last right. minute and and bump it, but I figured you would have it, and it would get right. the representation it needed. So that yes, was good. Um, and we can now properly say say the name and yes. instead of like the first time when we talked about how great they were and we called them salt. But yep. again, we'll go back to our Georgia and Alabama roots. And yep. if you've got something that's spelled S A U L T, us rednecks are going to say salt. That's right. Don't, don't, don't bother me. I'm just going to be over here reading my books. Um, so yes, <laughs> Sue, uh, which means jump. There you go. Uh, okay. These, uh, this is, part one i believe of and then they have i think they already have the the sequel to this record yeah. coming out um it, it is this one is just called black is right i think so yes black is um uh, i believe in in parentheses untitled but uh it is amazing like soulful uh very uh, very much of a, of the moment, um, lyrically, very politically charged, socially charged, as it should be. Um, great guests on there. Uh, we have talked about it. I feel like till I don't know. We should be we should be paid for talking about it as much as we <laughs> talked about. It. But it's really it's really great, and everybody should listen to it. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad you had it on there because I I didn't. I was gonna I was gonna have another honorable mention if you didn't have it on there. Awesome. So our brains are wired together. Yep. Um okay. Uh, which way should I go? Okay, I'll go a little <laughs> bit out there. Yep. So uh local guy Luke Schneider released an yep. album called Altar of Harmony this year on Third Man Records. And uh it's hard to explain this, but it's sort of a uh, like like theatrical new age Mm -hmm. steel record i mean it's nice. it's it's uh it it reminds me of like uh like watching blade runner do you know what i mean like like yep. the the kind of the songs that go that kind of soundtrack that movie it's just it's big it's open you know it's very like ethereal it's just something great to put on and just kind of let your brain relax you know what i mean yep. um and the fact that he's making all these sounds with his pedal steels just awesome and it's just you know it's like a record that you you know you you light some candles or incense and you put it on and and just kind of yep. melt into the whatever chair you're sitting into so uh nice. it the fact that i think also there's a little bit of like hometown pride that there's sure. something cool like that coming out of nashville that's not just your run-of-the-mill uh you know Americana or definitely uh, I mean it goes without saying country but even just sort of that you know whatever Nashville rock scene is you know it's just kind of completely you know out of the blue and uh, I feel like folks like him and William Tyler are kind of keeping the weird in Nashville and I love it so um, awesome 
but also finding the fans too. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't, yep. it doesn't just seem like some weirdo, like East Nashville thing that you'll never hear about. You know, it definitely seems like music that's connecting with other folks and you can read about it. So um, nice. yeah, if you're look, looking for something to kind of take you up to another, another plane, um, the altar of harmony by Luke is a, is a great record. Nice. Uh, I think from what I remember of hearing of that record, I haven't listened to it in a little bit. Uh, I don't have it, but um, have you ever heard uh, Belladonna? It's a Daniel Anwar record. Um, I don't know. It's like a he. So he put that out early two thousands, I guess. Gotcha. Probably not uh, then. And I think on that tour. He toured like Tortoise toured like as his opener, and then they were like his band for at least some some moment of it. But it was like he's like he's like a pedal steel guy and has like created his own tunings for pedal steel and this whole thing. But like it's very it's super heavily featured on that record, and it's like all instrumentals. Um, but it's it's really good, it's kind of in the same vein, like it's very open, spacey, anyways. I digress. Love it. Love it. Um, all right, let's see. I got I got some paths I can go down here. Um, I think we both have this, maybe. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Thelonious Monk, uh, Palo Alto. Oh, that's a good one. I don't have it. <laughs> um, good for this you. Is, yes, thank you. Uh, it is uh, a recording... Of Thelonious Monk and his crew playing in a high school gym, or yeah, it's a gym. basically gym. It is a gym, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a gym in uh, Palo Alto, Palo Alto, California. Um, and, Recorded uh, by the high school janitor. Correct. He was the only <laughs> one that could fix the the reel to reel machine, and so he recorded it. And uh, it was totally the concert totally put on by a student <laughs> at, in high school, yeah. um, which was not interestingly enough. You find out from the liner notes, this was not his first concert he had put on as a high schooler. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then I guess the was it the janitor that kept the tape. I can't remember. I don't know where I don't know where the tape wound up and, and yeah. they don't they don't necessarily do the best job of chronicling the the journey yeah. of the tape per se, but um the packaging on that record is amazing. Yes, it is an impulse records uh which is now Verve uh UME. Um but uh they yeah, they did a great job putting in an old school like uh impulse style sleeve and like you got the orange and black on the back of it and it's a big old gatefold jobby with some great photos of monk playing um it is a great live recording uh they play great uh it is it sounds great um yeah it's just it's it's cool on all the levels it's cool as like a historical artifact it's cool that somebody still had it and saved it and now we got it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, that there's that one that came out this year. There's the Art Blakey, uh, yep. un, uh, like, discovered record. And right. uh, I think last year we got the Coltrane record. Um, yeah. You know, uh, there's just so much of the stuff that, you know, is just sitting around that people are finding. And that, that just, 
makes music nuts like us great. There's a new, they just announced, I think I bought it this weekend, a th- the, another Thelonious Monk live concert. Um, Finally, please just announced it. It's like oh, this, right. this pur- purple splatter, splatter vinyl or whatever. So yep. I gobbled that one up pretty quick because, um, again, it's just, you know, it's like you know, I was reading some people complaining about the pros and cons of record store day and, you know, sort of an online forum type thing, Facebook, whatever group. And I thought one guy had a good point, which was basically like, you know, yeah, it's kind of annoying, but also too, it's like, we're getting things that we never thought we would ever, that A, we didn't even know existed and B, that we never thought we would hear, you know? So, right. Um, and these are records, record store day releases per se, but you know, just that these folks are being able to dig up this material, I think, is wonderful, and um, so excited to grab them. You know, as soon as they, as soon as they're announced, it's like, ooh, yeah, yes. I'll take that. Yes, also yeah, great that that's like a good one in the in the face of like you know, you you hear about all the the horrible things like fires and things that take stuff out, and then to know that there's still like stuff floating out there that like can still be found and has been saved and whatever, you know, and some weird, so, you know, some of this stuff gets found in like, like some of that Coltrane stuff gets found in like, you know, his family's moving stuff yeah, around and yeah. finds a box and goes, yeah. Oh, this is like in a complete live show that nobody knew existed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, crazy? it is crazy. So the, I'm going to tie, tie into another one here you we this may be one we both have um but uh jeff parker suite for max brown yep yeah yep yep so we both we both have this one and again goes back into my sort of chicago underground i don't right. know if i told you this or not but jeff parker actually liked one of my photos of one of his uh, records you did like all both of like all both of us have had one. a uh yeah both of us have had a uh, Jeff Parker interaction in the last yeah. like two months. It's almost <laughs> like he's like, "Oh, this is how we use the internet and uh, social media," and started going right. through and clicking everybody that had uh, tagged him and something. But right, um, "Sweet for Max Brown" is a perfect record for Jeff Parker, the guy that sort of his whole life has just been a great guitarist, but like dabbles in jazz but also dabbles in like electronica and he's using like a sampler you know yeah. to to do things his daughter is singing on one of the songs um uh to me one of the funkiest songs is called go away and um it's just really really great but there's a song called fusion swirl near the beginning that's just yeah to me it just sounds like a wonderful new tortoise track you know but um Again, another international anthem uh, release, and I sort of slept on this one at first, and then it went out of press, and then I was actually able to buy it through Discogs on uh, from Plaid Room to bring it all nice. kind of back to another thing. Yep. I was looking on Discogs, and Plaid Room still had a copy in, so I was able to buy it there, and uh, was so happy when it showed up. But um, I think he just kind of went to a cabin and made this great record, and um you know it i I could just i could kind of go on and on about it all day long but if you're if you're a jazz fan or just a guitar fan or you know indie rock fan like don't don't you kind of feel like it just fits like 
most genres. I mean, in a, in yes. a weird way, it touches on almost all of them. I mean, obviously, you're not going to say country or something like that. But right. um, there's just so many. He, he just jumps in and out. It's great. I think I think we talked about it when, when it came out that, like, this was one of those records that, like, it's exciting because I feel like it was it was the kind of record that all sorts of people were talking about. Like yeah. it didn't matter. Like your friends that don't normally talk about that kind of record, we're talking about that record. Like it was just like, yeah, wow, how did everybody hear about this? this is great. This is great. This is why this is great. <laughs> and when it totally, came out, little totally did we great. know we'd, you know, we'd we'd really enjoy a record like that because it's just kind of an escape sort of record so yep you know 100%. um all right we're whittling it down now huh? i think we are i think we are all right I think so I've got, uh, i think i've only got three left i got yeah yeah that sounds about right um sh- uh yeah so shiner put out a new record this year yep. called schadenfreude uh which is their first record uh, in quite a while. Um, Alan Epley, lead singer and guitarist, uh, has famously been doing The Life and Times for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, whatever. And uh, while sort of treading the same ground is a different beast than Shiner. Um, but they put out this record, I saw... I was kind of following, I'm friends with uh, Josh, the guitarist, and uh, sort of following the fact that they were like slowly getting secretly back together to do some shows and possible recording, and then it was definite recording, and then no shows because they couldn't do shows. Um, Although Mm -hmm. I think maybe this next, I think this coming Saturday, they're showing like a live they got together at Record Bar in Kansas City and like played the album front to back, um, just them in a room and uh, filmed it in a cool way. But uh, anywho, this is for fans of uh, things like uh, the new home that we have talked about, um, which I'm sure is going to show up at some point in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, it's for fans of that kind of thing, big guitars big drums, big everything, everything big. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets wild. It gets weird, but it's, it's a great record, uh, with a crazy album cover. So there you go. I think we should just go ahead and transition in the hum. Cause I don't want yep. it to be like the last one we talk about. Cause I think we had a whole hum episode <laughs> right. basically. Right. Right. But the hum album inlet that came out this year is, uh, everything you wanted in the, in a hum record that you hadn't heard for 23 years, if that makes Correct. sense. Um, it came out of nowhere. I know I said yep. I don't like surprise albums, but um, because I kind of lose track of them, but I did not lose track of this one. It's nope. a great driving record. If you like, especially if you like have to be somewhere at night for some reason, even though hardly any of us are going anywhere, but on a <laughs> rare occasion, I just had to go to the grocery store or something at night. It's like, it's a perfect, it's it's like the perfect night driving record it's what i imagine everyone listens to on the space station i've been watching a lot of star trek next generation i just think that that's what card would want everyone to listen to when they go into warp drive 
Um, it's they're all like five or six minute or nine minute long songs. Yep. Uh, there's not a lot of chorus. Nope. You know, it's just <laughs> like the song starts and it goes and it's heavy, it's thick. Like you just want you, you want to like wear it like a blanket. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. The the double LP showed up and uh, sounds great on probably everyone's stereo system. It like, did not yeah. disappoint there either. No. Um, there it again. I would say I doubt they were probably going to tour, but the idea that uh, they didn't play any shows this year is a little bit disappointing. But hopefully, maybe that'll change. Um, you know, it'd be great to see some of these songs live. Yes. Uh, yes. I think, yeah, you said it the best. We've probably <laughs> talked about this record a lot. Uh, I think it sounds, it is, it is like every, if you like hum, then you're going to like this record. If you don't like hum or don't know hum, this would be not a bad spot to start. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, like you said, they really did their due diligence and made sure it sounded great. I think they even delayed it a little bit to fix something that was wrong, supposedly in like a in a test pressing and that, all that kind of stuff, just to make sure that it was right. Um, because why not? And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really good. I mean, if when you look at it, I'm looking at it right now. It's like when you look at the record, it is super simple like it's beautiful but it's like a super simple gatefold but like the images are exactly what it sounds like yeah. <laughs> like it looks exactly no, I mean, like what it sounds like their aesthetic everything about them is just dead on and they're not even that much of a band if you think about it i mean right you know it's not like they're out there trying to you know uh be in front of everyone you know they're not the new right you know they're you know they're not <laughs> i don't know i can't even think of a band these days you know what i mean but like it's not like right. a foo fighters thing you know what i mean where it's like right. you know it, it's just they sort of exist and yep. um and and but but when they when they sort of resurrect themselves it's just they fought everything through you know yep. and it all works and uh um so yeah uh, i don't need to gush on it any longer um right. <laughs> i figured i figured it was both on our list but i was like yeah, i don't yeah. want it i don't want it to be like the, the number number one so yeah definitely in my top three of the ones i've listened to the most though yes yes uh how many more we got one two i think i think i have hold on I have two more. Okay, so we'll do two more. Um, yeah. Bringing it back around to, once again, International Anthem Recording Company, uh, Micaiah McRaven's Universal Beings uh, E and F Sides. So Ooh. this is the companion to Universal Beings that he put out, I believe that was last year. Um, this is like more stuff from those sessions. So if you're not fully versed in the Makai McRaven world. He is a drummer, a uh, very, very good drummer, um, jazzy, jazzy style drummer, uh, leaning more towards like the hip hop world in his uh, beat choice. But basically he took these live kind of free form improvisational uh, sets that he and different bands were doing in different places 
throughout the world at this time because you could still go to wherever you wanted and um, took them and took those performances and then edited them and then reworked beats and things and like put more beats on them and did all this rhythmic kind of uh, manipulation to the the original recording so it's like sort of in the vein of like a how bitches brew was made in the sense of like you have the the recorded thing and then later you go in and you edit and mess with that and add all this stuff to it and then you have like a new performance on top of the performance um but uh he also has you know jeff parker shows up um in this on this exact set of dates i don't think jeff is on this one but he's definitely on in the moment and which is an older record of his and uh universal beings a through d sides um but it's really great um it's not a thing that you have to listen to all like four records of (laughs) or three records of Mm -hmm. but um his his stuff you again it's the kind of thing you can you can zone in and like really listen to it or you cannot and it's it affects you both ways it doesn't matter it's just it's just great just great music um in the vein of a lot of the jazzier things we've been talking about like which i feel like jazz is has been having a moment the last you know few years for sure but like i feel like it's really coming to the forefront now so um yeah it's really great um i've really enjoyed the Mets album this year. Ah, yes. And kind of would go back, probably kind of my last rock choice of the year. But to me, Mets is that band. I guess I could say, you know, they're sort of like that's, they're sort of like hum. There's like no pretense. I mean, they make a lot of records. They're a little bit more active than a band like hum, but they just, they know what they're doing. They do it well. This record, longer songs, a little bit more experimentation. I dig it. Um, the Strange Peace album that you put out a couple years ago with Albini is like kind of one of my top favorite records uh, probably the last four or five years it just kind of sounds like it kind of sounds like a Nirvana record but like right. better in a weird way Right. And um, but Atlas Vending their new one um, like I said they've kind of got longer songs and then they kind of accent those with some of their more like kind of in your face minute and a half, like, Oh, that's, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, we'll take you on a little bit of a journey and then take you right back to what you remember. And it kind of makes for a fun listen, I think. So they don't go too, too far out for (laughs) you to be like, I don't get this, but um, we're able to kind of dial it back a little bit. So um, I've enjoyed that one as well. Yeah. That is one that I is on a list somewhere that i have that is like yeah go go get that record and also just go get met's records but i haven't yeah. done it yet. <laughs> well if you if you if you need a great place to start strange piece is where i would probably right. suggest most yeah. everyone to start but um um but th- uh this this one's a good one to have as well right um all right so for final final guy um, the final countdown. That's right. Uh, and not because it's like 
what I feel like I didn't save this for last because <clears throat> it's like my favorite record of the year. Like we have said, I'm not really rating or ranking them, but it definitely is a uh, it definitely is one of my favorites, and uh, I have listened to it a ton. Um, it is Phoebe Bridger's new record, Punisher, um, yeah. which is uh, now up for like crazy Grammy world, which is great for her. I'm very excited for that. Uh, it is uh, sort of in the vein of uh, she's a huge Elliot Smith fan. Um, and it is sort of in that vein of dreamy singer songwriter world. Uh, her first record was very much more her, her first record Stranger in the Alps was much more like in your like an immediate record like it's just me and minimal other stuff going on and a guitar and I'm just singing these like very sparse kind of songs um, this one is much bigger in scope um but still has all the hallmarks of her, which is like, you know, it's pretty melancholy and sad, a la Elliot Smith. But uh, there's still some, uh, there's still some amazing melodies and harmonies, and like the the orchestration and instrumentation is is super great. Um, it's just good. It's just uh, good. Hardtimes.net just had a post about her where uh which is kind of like the onion do you know what i mean but the headline right. was phoebe bridgers releases touching cover of your grandmother's last words <laughs> and it's like a live picture of her and then like a picture of everyone's grandma in the corner. it is pretty much the way it is like it is there is nothing you don't like listen to her music and be like man i feel like everything's gonna be okay <laughs> Who, uh, what label like, is she on She's on Dead Oceans. Oh, okay, um, yeah, 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 that makes yeah. sense. I knew that. Yeah, and uh, she is kind of like just blown up within the last, especially within the last five years. Um, but I think this record really, like, I think everybody was kind of like, is she? Because Stranger in the Alps is like kind of a like under the radar sort of hit, and. Everybody was like, is she going to be able to do a thing again? Or is it going to be like, oh, nah, I don't know if you captured the same lightning in a bottle. And uh, I think she did. It's really good. Um, it just, yeah, it just hits all the marks. Um, and she got some, like, Jim Keltner plays drums on, like, half this record, which I'm like, what? How did that happen? Like, how'd you get that guy in there? But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My so this one is new for me. Okay, yep. so I'm cheating a little bit. Oh boy. So there's always one. Just this kidding. is the it's a 2020 release from the version I bought, but there was like a independent like their own band, like their own release that came out. I think late 19. Okay. Um, so Fair. it's kind of you could make the argument it came out last year, but for me it came out this year. Um, but it's surprise chef. All news is good news. Yes. And 
I I can't really for as much as I slag on streaming services, this is one of those random things that I think Spotify threw up and I was like, what a weird looking cover. And I listened to it and I was like, (laughs) I I was like, wait, this is. Uh, it, it it's like funky kind of like laid back total background music kind of like a jazzy feel to it and it's just like four dudes in australia of all places right, right. and i was like this is almost too good to be true and it's funny i said it to a friend of mine like to me it's like the perfect transition songs in a dj set like like if you're like kind of going crazy and you just want to bring it down like you could throw this in and like it's just kind of it's got a real steady sort of like beat to it do you know what i mean like um and so it's kind of got like that sort of like hard hip-hop kind of like like strict beat if you if you understand what i'm saying but like without it's not that sort of like crazy jazzy like like crazy drumming either you know yeah. so yeah, yeah um but it's um you know it's just laid back like in all the right ways and yeah. i just got this probably like a month or two ago but i sent it to a friend of mine who dj's a lot and he's uh i love his sets they're like totally out there he, he, word like not him but like he has like the great records with like weird you know somebody's saying something weird he can drop it in like really cool you know and i yeah. sent it to him and i was like how have i never heard of this band they're on mr bongo and like uh i was like this just sounds like the perfect like uh in between like dj set songs or whatever and he he immediately ran back he's like holy cow this is amazing <laughs> he was like i 100 percent agree with everything you just said i haven't heard him either so um, nice again i feel like i feel like all my selections have sort of aired on either like a rock side or like sort of like a jazzy sort of hippie laid back ethereal side of things sure um, but um but that one is um it's definitely worth checking out for sure and i have no idea like how active these guys are it just seemed like something cool they did in their studio do you know what i mean and right everyone was like this is amazing so it'll be interesting to see if there's more music uh coming from them at some point but um not not what you'd expect to be coming from australia i'll just put it that way right, so. <laughs> right. i definitely remember seeing that record floating out like the name floating out there and being like i should check that out and then spacing out and not doing it (laughs) and then i saw you posted about i was like oh that's right (laughs) yeah i know i know but um how many times a day do we probably say that (laughs) too many i'm 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 actually like staying off of like i'm trying to stay off of like social media because that's where i find out about most records you know and i'm like i gotta stay off here because they keep popping up and all this new stuff i get enough of my email like what we were saying earlier with Bandcamp that i I, you know, it's like every day it's like some new records popping up on my Instagram feed. And I'm like, yeah. I, I got to stop. I got to stop. Yep. I got to stop. The holidays are not the good time, not the, not the right time to be uh, buying a bunch of records. So, right. Um, right. But, you know, but so I think we're, uh, I think our next show is going to be our favorite reissues of the year. Yes. Which, which will have probably be just as hard to like whittle down. <laughs> yeah. 
I agree. <laughs> if I agree. not harder. And I think we're going to have like a ton of the same ones on that one. Probably. It's funny because at first I was like, well, that's a great idea. And then I was like, wait, I don't even remember, you know, but now as I'm talking to some of my favorite new releases, I'm thinking of, you know, like, oh, I remember how excited I was when this came out, you know, or when right. I found out this was getting yeah. reissued. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely will be excited about that, too. Um, but I've enjoyed, I guess, enjoyed sounds kind of harsh in this year. Um, I think I think I've been proud of artists and musicians coming out with material and things for music fans to be be able to either consume or buy and de- during a horrible year where they're not able to, you know, be out on the road and be making a living. But, right. you know, I, I know like, for instance, one thing I've bought, it keeps getting delayed, but um, you know, is like basically yo Latingo and their practice space, just jamming. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And yep. just the, just the, just the ability to be able to like, Oh man, buy that stuff. And then on top of that, be like, Oh man, this is actually really good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as you know, um, you know, has been a, has been a fun, fun experience. And, um, you know, I, I definitely need to, I definitely, I, you know, I, I definitely feel like my, my, my list is definitely, you know, uh, there's definitely not enough females in there. The bully record, by the way, is a really great record. Now that I say Mm, that, Um, that's a, a very high honorable mention. Um, and, uh, another high mention would be, um, uh, you know, uh, Margaret Price's new record. Yep. I feel like I threw those out, not even thinking about it, and then I was like, "Oh, that kind of that kind of sucked." I don't know why that happened, but um, but it's it's been a fun year to not a fun year, but it's been an interesting year to consume music and definitely buy stuff, and definitely in the in the sense where we're not at, able to go out and. Act actually sort through things talk to people you know right uh, you know say like what you like what you were saying where like the guys at the record store tell you about the cool new jazz thing you know it's like we're, right. we're not we don't have that right now so a lot right. of our a lot of everything we're getting is you know through whatever portals that we've kind of um kind of come <laughs> up with yep so you know bank instagram all those things so it's uh, right it's been it's been a weird one but um i think it was a great year for reissues so i'm looking forward to for yeah that one. Uh, there's some really good stuff <laughs> yeah yeah no kidding so all right well this was fun um and we'll uh we'll jump on with uh with our reissues next week yes sir all right buddy later yep